Well, welcome to See Here Love. I'm your host, Melinda Estabrooks, and we continue our coast-to-coast conversations across Canada in wonderful Maritimes in Newfoundland and Labrador. And Miranda, can you believe it that we're all on the eastern side of Canada? Finally, we made it. <laughs> all across. It's so exciting. I mean, we started with you in British Columbia, and we've moved all across the country to the very eastern side, and I'm thrilled because we've got some wonderful guests today, and we're still coming from our homes, um, you know, shooting and taping from our homes, which is always fun, and I've had such a great time with you, Anne. I've had a blast, too. This has been very exciting to meet women from across the country and hear their hearts for Jesus and for people and how folks are just living life right now during this season. I know, we've learned so much about each province and been so inspired by the stories of hope and loving our neighbor and inclusion. And so I've just been, honestly, I've learned so much from the women and I know we're gonna learn a lot today. So let's get going. I wanna meet and introduce these amazing women um, out here in Eastern Canada. Let's start with Kimberly Murray. You are in Prince, Edward Island, beautiful PEI. Tell us a little bit about you, yourself, and your passions, and what city you live in in PEI. Um, okay, well, um, I live in Stratford, PEI, and I'm a pastor, a teacher, a missionary, um, and an itinerant speaker. Um, I also work as a supervisor at our local Bibles for Missions, and uh, which is a real passion of mine to reach and to give back to our community. Amazing, but welcome. I can't wait to hear more about your story and as a pastor. And honestly, Prince Edward Island is such a beautiful province to visit. And, and so I can't wait to hear stories about that. So welcome, Kimberly. So glad to have you here. Next up, Joanna Savoie. Welcome. You are in New Brunswick. Love New Brunswick. I'm such a big fan of Eastern Canada, but love New Brunswick. So tell us a bit about you, Joanna. Yeah, so I am living in Moncton, New Brunswick. I actually just moved here um, about a month ago. So I was living in BC for school and was pastoring there in Victoria. Um, And then I just moved back because I really felt God pulling me back to the East Coast to be a part of what he's doing here. So right now I'm kind of in a time of transition, but I'm loving volunteering at my local church and it's just been great to be back around family. Amazing. Well, welcome. Love that you're here and that, well, and I saw Anne doing a little like, woo, from BC, and now you kind of got all the way across Canada. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> New Brunswick. So that's what you got a fan. All right. Next up, Don Bralovich in Nova Scotia, which is such a, a part of our family um, as we had, you know, a cottage in Nova Scotia and we love Nova Scotia. Don, about you and uh, your passions as well. Awesome. Um, I relocated recently from BC too. Our family moved here a year ago. <laughs> uh, I'm originally from here, um, but we relocated to an area of the province called St. Margaret's Bay. And so we are in a little fishing village called Hackett's Cove, um, very close to Peggy's Cove. Yeah. And we're about a half hour outside of Halifax. And the reason that we moved here um, was that we felt the call to come here and open um, a faith-based addictions recovery um, ministry here. And so we're set to open hopefully by the end of 2020. And I'm a co-director with my husband, Kevin, and we're here with our two kids, um, Taya and Tegan. Fantastic. And I know you have an incredible story um, around um, addiction and recovery. And so um, I can't wait to hear a bit of that, uh, you know, 
further along in um, in our show. So thank you and welcome. Thank you. And finally, Mark Schroeder. So you are in PEI, but you're originally from Newfoundland. Did I get that right? How I said it. Yes. And, um, <laughs> so tell us a bit about you and uh, where you are. Uh, I live in Emmyvale, Prince Edward Island, and it's just a little town. And um, um, I am originally, like you say, from Newfoundland, and I have been gone from there for 48 years, but I am a mom, a wife, and retired uh, nurse, and now I am working at the Bibles for Missions in Charlottetown, and I am the general manager there. Fantastic. Wow, we've got a lot of like ministry and pastors and lots of passion here. I'm so excited, and I think you can feel it. Um, what a powerful panel we have today. Yeah, this is so wonderful. I, this has been my dream to visit the real East Coast, like the real <laughs> deal. <laughs> so I want to know what um, is something unique to your city, something that you love doing or to your region that's like people, you got to know that this is what we have out here. Uh, so Marge, tell us, tell us a little bit about Newfoundland as well as PEI. What are your, kind of your favorite things to do? What do you love about your region? Okay, here in PEI, I love going um, for walks on the boardwalk and watching all the sailboats um, as they're out there practicing on the water. And uh, in Newfoundland, um, I, we would love to go to uh, do a lot of touring and there's so many places to see there and uh, of course in later years that's when my husband and I when we would visit we would do all the touring because we never did it as children and uh, Cabot Tower is a great one on Signal Hill and um, um, and then all the way across the island there's so many things to see and do and there's so much history down there. Beautiful. Kimberly, what about yourself? Um, one of my absolute favorite things is anything to do with water. And I love that God brought me to PEI six years ago. We have 1,100 kilometers of coastline, if you can believe that. Um, PEI is so unique. Most people, um, that if they even think about our little province, they think of it as an island that is actually made up of multiple islands. We're actually over 200 islands that make up um, PEI. And um, the other thing that I love is we have 63 um, lighthouses on the island. So you can literally spend so much time in your car traveling all the different points of the island, um, walking on beaches, um, which is my favorite thing to do. And I say um, my be still and know that I am God is my favorite scripture verse. And I've never seen it lived out so much as when I moved to this island because it's my safe place, being on the beach, being in the water, um, being just feeling so close to him. And um, the other thing that makes it even more unique and more special um, here at PI is the red sand, um, which is pretty incredible. The pictures don't even do it justice, as incredible as the pictures be. So that's my plug for PI. <laughs> now we are going to be. We wanted to do this live, so the Zoom, you know, affect all of this um, virtually has been wonderful, uh, but we definitely have a dream to do this live one day. Absolutely. Dawn, I know that you have moved from, the, from BC, so we got to do ministry out here together, too, in some capacity, and so now that you're on the East Coast, 
What do you love about your area? Yeah, absolutely. Um, hate to be a copycat, but it's anything nautical. Like just to be back near the ocean is just spectacular. Our home is right on the water. And so we are just lapping up every sunset and um, kayak. And I mean, it's, it's just really a breathtaking province. It's, it's truly full of natural wonder. And we're never more than 45 minutes um, anywhere in Nova Scotia from the ocean. And so to, to, live the beach life is pretty spectacular. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's pretty special. And Joanna, what do you love right now as you are exploring and in your season of transitioning? What do you love about your region? Yeah, again, water. <laughs> it is, I love, I actually found a new favorite activity with some friends a couple weekends ago where you can rent some tubes and just spend hours just floating down this river in the Miramichi. It's absolutely wonderful and so relaxing. And something really interesting about New Brunswick is we actually have the highest tides in the entire world in the Bay of Fundy. And so there's times we can walk on the ocean floor and then I wanna say it's like maybe half an hour later, you can go kayaking and it's the highest tides in the world. It's such a cool thing to see. So if you're ever in New Brunswick, check out Hopewell Rocks. It's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. <laughs> And honestly, like, but you know what was interesting? I didn't hear lobster rolls, which are my favorite. There are big scallops or white, whitewater rafting for us. We did in the Bay of Fundy, but I was like, yes to everything. I mean, it is a magical, wild place. I always say this, like, you know, BC is beautiful. Has, I feel like it has a bit more of refinement of the forest and things. And, and Eastern Canada has this wild, magical, rough, but beautiful, natural way about it. And the water, I mean, I am, I always say to Canadians, before you go anywhere, you need to go to Eastern Canada and visit. Like, yes, you can go all over the world, but you must go and visit Eastern Canada. And so now I'm feeling a little homesick, you guys, after you said that, because I just love it. And I'm so thankful. Uh, just that I love how water is your thing. And what a beautiful place to kind of really connect with God. So on that, though, you know, here I'm saying more people need to go to Eastern Canada. But it seems that Eastern Canada is forgotten a lot by Canada and Canadians. And why do you think that is? And how do you think we can change that? That Ontario is not the, the last province of the East. And how do you think we can connect better uh, across Canada? Uh, Joanna, let's start with you. Your thoughts about that. I see a few nods and you're going, mm-hmm. What do you have? Yeah. Well, living on coast to coast, I went to Bible college out in BC and a lot of the same thing happened where people from Ontario came over. They're like, oh, the East Coast, Ontario, how wonderful. And so we had to say, actually, it goes past that. There's four other provinces over there. Um, and so I think a lot of it is people actually just don't hear about it um, and they just might not know. Um, I think we don't have as many big cities. We don't have a massive Toronto or a, a massive Vancouver. And so there's not as many people coming through. Um, but yeah, I think it's a lot of just people don't necessarily know that we're over here. But I think things like this, where we're including people from across the country to be involved in conversations, um, really help with that connecting because you're giving a voice to people who some people don't even know we exist over here on this side of the country. So I think this is definitely a step in the right direction. And why, Joanna, do you think it's important that Kendon hears your voice? Here's the Eastern Canada, Maritimes, Newfoundland, Labrador voice. Yeah, I think, well, one, 
it's we are a part of the whole country so without our voice it's not a representation of the whole country um but i do think that god is doing some incredible things on this side of the country and he is moving in powerful ways and so it's an encouragement to the rest of the country to be able to hear about what god's doing over here mm-hmm. that's awesome don your thoughts on that you're nodding a lot to a lot of absolutely i think that Part of the reason that you don't hear much about it is because it speaks to the character of Maritimers. You're talking about just like a a humble, hardworking, um, tight-knit group of people. That's just the character. Um, They know how how great they've got it here. (laughs) They don't need to toot their own horns. Um, Yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, And in terms of changing that, I think it, like most things, it starts at home. I mean, I, I actually spent a lot of my youth in Toronto growing up and have spent many years in BC. And um, speaking well of your nation and traveling, you touched on it a little bit. Like we often, when we think of vacation, we think of leaving Canada and you don't need to. I mean, there's some fabulous places to explore in our own land. And so next time you're booking a trip, um, maybe if you're out West, think of coming here because I don't know of anyone that has visited the Maritimes and regretted it. They've all had a fabulous time and we're just blown away by how magnificent God's creation is here. So. Amazing. Thank you. Marg, your thoughts? Um, well, I think of Newfoundland and I think, um, I think a lot of people think that uh, it's the end of the world um, because uh, you have to either fly in or boat in and it's not as easily accessible or to get off as other places where you can just drive. And uh, I know living there, people used to often say, um, gee, you know, like you're, you're at the end of the world. Like how would anybody even find you guys or know where you are? And, and uh, that was always the topic. And um, there is so much to do there. Like even in the winter, I mean, they have skiing and everything. And uh, there's a lot of people that do travel for that. In the summer, they have a lot of uh, golf, the same as we do here, but they have a lot of people that go and and golf and do golf trips there. Um, there's a lot of different conventions and things that take place there. And so it's just one of these things where there's so many people, um, like you say, that, that don't know and they, they'd rather go somewhere else and holiday, but you know, instead of keeping the money in Canada and it would help these provinces prosper a little better if people did that. Yeah, that's good. Thanks, Mark. Mm-hmm. And Kimberly, uh, your thoughts on why do you think Eastern, you know, the rest of Canada has forgotten Eastern Canada and what would be your encouragement to the rest of Canada to be reminded of sort of just this, the great Eastern provinces that you live in? Um, well, as somebody, I, I grew up in Ontario, just, I grew up in Hamilton, spent most of, um, I was educated there, everything, spent the first five years of a young adult being there before I started traveling the world, if you will, um, pastoring, and um, I didn't hear about PEI, so I can even say for myself, I wasn't educated, people didn't talk about PEI, um, in fact, I used to make fun of one of my friends who used to go uh, camping every year to PEI, and I'm like, PEI what? Kind of thing, and I had no idea um, how spectacular this place was, and I think, um, Don, I think you were right in that um, Maritimers don't brag. They don't talk about themselves. They don't put themselves forward. Um, they're much quieter than uh, the, those from Ontario. I found that just by being here. 
And so I think it's almost like the hidden treasure of Canada um, being in the Maritimes, similar to what Marg said with PEI, where for so many years it was by boat only. And once winter hit, you were landlocked. Um, so the bridges opened things up, but some people still look at it like I have to travel how long on a bridge? To get to this little tiny place and they really have no idea the treasure so my thing would be and it, it's funny because in my notes I wrote it sounds almost so so or too simple um, but it really is one we need to educate um, I didn't learn about PI school mm -hmm. I, I mean I knew we had confederation I didn't know it was in PI or, yeah. or somehow I lost that until I actually came here um, we need to communicate we need to share um, our love of, of this province, but then we also have to be ready for people to show up, um, which changes the dynamics of our province. And again, thinking about what Joanna and Don both said, what yes. makes PI and the Maritimes and Newfoundland um, so unique. Thank you. Okay, um, throwing this out there, one word, if you needed to kind of really pitch your province to the rest of the world, what would you say is the one word to sort of like encapsulate uh, your beautiful city and province. Joanna? I would say home. Mm. Yeah, one, because my family is here, but it's always, there's a homey feel and hospitality. I mean, maritime hospitality is like the classic yeah. catchphrase, but I would definitely say home. Okay, I love it. Home, Marg, what would you say? One word. Hospitality. Yeah. Yeah, hospitality. for sure, hospitality and beauty, yep. And I think about the, the play Come From Away, so I, I understand yeah. that and, and all of that storyline, so I would agree, hospitality. Mm -hmm. uh, Dawn, your word? It's been taken, hospitality. I don't, <laughs> I'm not being very creative, but truthfully, I mean, an embracing, loving, hospitable, wonderful yeah. province, it just is, and beautiful. Beautiful, mm -hmm. yeah. Kimberly? Mine's peaceful. In every way, it's peaceful. <laughs> well, thank you ladies so much. When we come back, we're going to be hearing about your favorite verse or characteristic of Jesus that helps you love your neighbor and bring you hope personally into the world. And we'll also hear from Anne Miranda with a wonderful devotional focus around Eastern provinces, the Maritimes, Newfoundland, and Labrador. Stay with us. Check out the See Here Love podcast and get the backstory. Good job. Get the inside scoop on real issues and real answers on common challenges we all face in relationships and in life. Find See Here Love on Apple Podcasts. Hi, I'm Melinda, host and executive producer of See Here Love, and I hope you are enjoying our conversation today. Well, you may not realize that See Here Love is made possible by the support of viewers and listeners like you. So would you please consider becoming a monthly donor? Any gift goes a long way in helping us build a community of women and men who talk about real issues and struggles as we navigate our faith together. Well, please go to seeherelove.com now and click on the big purple donate button. Thanks so much. Start your week off with me in your inbox. Sign up for our weekly newsletter today for exclusive content of See Here Love. Blogs, behind the scenes footage, and access to giveaways you'll love. Sign up today and let's start our week together. Well, we're back in beautiful, hospitable, and peaceful uh, Eastern Canada, the Maritimes, and Newfoundland, and Labrador with Kimberly, Marg, Joanna, and Dawn, and Anne, as we are uh, just soaking in all of the love from these provinces. But ladies, I want to ask you this, and in, in, in light of um, 2020, our summer, 
uh, COVID-19, political and social unrest, what is your favorite verse or characteristic of Jesus that really encourages you today and helps you love your neighbor and give you hope? I know it's a loaded question, but I think it's an important question, especially in the season and time that we're in. Don, let's start with you. How would you answer that? Um, as I said, we, we moved here a year ago to start a new ministry, and it, and it, it was daunting. It was um, scary and um, a verse that we just sort of meditated on as a family is um, in Matthew 6, I think it's 33, it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. And so we took a massive leap of faith, selling everything and leaving everything and coming here to start this ministry and just, we want to be kingdom minded people um, and, and really live our lives in light of what Jesus has done on the cross for us and just, and trust that all the things that we need for this calling will be added um, as we sort of embark on this. And um, it's given us such hope um, and carried us through and, and been a miracle really of, of just provision and, and faith building and trusting, just watching him um, help us start this, this new adventure um, with the helm. So, yeah. Can you give some just quick background of why you started this new adventure, especially with your story? Sure. Um, been married 21 years and a week before our wedding, my husband, Kevin picked up crystal meth and became hopelessly addicted. And so the first four years of our marriage um, were wrapped around that. And he was actually radically saved in a jail cell. He picked up a little Bible and um, Jesus just in an instant um, released him from the bondage of addiction. And um, he said, I promise to serve you forever. And that was 17 years ago. And so that's what we're doing. Um, is serving him um, in response to the restoration that he has given our family. Incredible. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's a beautiful verse and reminder. And your story too, Don. you know, of, of, and I can't wait to, you know, when they hear the whole story about just that journey into, you know, forgiveness and reconciliation and restoration of your marriage. Yeah. It's powerful. It's, it's been miraculous. Nothing short of a miracle, really. Yeah. And then just being trained up in, in addictions ministry, um, not knowing that it was for such a time as this. And so we're just really blessed to be living out calling. Yeah. It's awesome. Thank you for your great work. Thank you so much for great work. I love that you're just outside of Peggy's Cove and the helm and the work you're doing. So we'll make sure that we keep praying for you and cheering you guys on in this new adventure. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Mark, favorite verse or characteristic of Jesus that just is continually encourages you every day. Mine is 1 Corinthians 1, 27, 29. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Um, we moved here eight years ago. Um, and um, I, the first weekend I was here, when I went to church, we had someone here who was speaking about Bibles for Missions. It's now called Mission Thrift Store. But, um, and they were looking for people to serve on a committee to try and get the store going. And so I thought, I'm by myself, I'll go. My husband was still working away. And so I went to the meeting, and um, that was in September of 2012. And I'm still here. <laughs> um, I volunteered as the assistant manager until last year, and I became the general manager. And um, I'm still here. We do a great work. Uh, we help people in the community as well as sell gently used clothing and other articles um, to raise money for the Bible League of Canada. 
and uh, the work that they do. And um, so it was, I felt like he was calling me, but it wasn't anything I've ever done. Mm -hmm. I had to go to churches and speak uh, to try and get volunteers. Um, there was times when I would be called and asked if I would come and give an update and then asked if I would do the service as well with a message and I would do that and um, just with God's help he's he's just there and he he made it possible for me to do some because that was never anything I've ever done and um, I was able to do it and uh, I would have people call me the next day and say that I really touched them, that my message was for them, and that just seems to make it all worthwhile when you know that God is there and He is so good and you are reaching people. And when we put our trust in Him, He never lets us down. He's always there for us. Amen. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Thank you, Mark. That's so encouraging. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much. Kimberly. <laughs> Um, well, mine is two verses that for me fit together, and it's funny, Melinda, because you, you mentioned it again, and I know it's part of the heart of this show, but Matthew 22, 37 and 39, where Jesus responds with what the greatest commandment is, and that's to love the Lord your God with all your body, with all your soul, with all your mind. Um, and, and as he expands upon that, he talks about loving your neighbor as yourself. Um, I grew up in a, in a situation where I, I had never... I didn't experience love um, the way many children do. And the first real, genuine, um, incredible love that I ever came face to face with was the love of God. And it was because people reached out to me. But the other story that goes along those lines for me is the story of the Samaritan woman and or the woman at the well. Some people refer to it as that story. And I think of how Jesus didn't just say, this is what I'm asking you to do. This is what I've called you to do. He said, this is how you do it. And he sat down on that well, not suppose a Jewish woman or a, a woman who was of loose morals. She wasn't Jewish. She was considered an enemy of the Jews. Um, and yet he reached out to her. He had a message that he shared. Even though he was called to the Jews, he shared this message. He had compassion. He had love. And it had nothing to do with um, her being a, a girl. It had nothing to do with the mistakes she had made. It had nothing to do with her culture. And it had everything to do with the fact that this was a, a, a person that he had value in and he loved and he embraced. And through that, a whole village gets to hear about Jesus. And even the disciples don't understand. And I can relate to that because I'm that kid. Um, and so... For me, that is really the heart of what I'm called to. I've done 20 years of pastoral ministry and yet got called out of the church and thrust into the community because what I missed is doing like what Dawn is doing and, and really reaching those people that are hurt. God didn't call us to be saved. And this is what he's been reminding me of the last couple of years. He called us to be unsaved. And he called us to, to our neighbors and to reach out. So those verses have become so incredibly real um, to me, and I just, I thank God that I get to do what I do, um, even though it looks very different from what I thought it would, <laughs> or thought that I would call it. Yeah. Isn't that the way for all of us? If you actually kind of look back at your life and you're like, I'm here today doing this, it's all God. And uh, I can absolutely relate as I sit and do a, do a show like this, and never my wildest dreams would I believe that God would put me here to 
encourage women to share their story of faith and hope. So yeah, I get it. Thank you, Kimberly. It's so encouraging. Joanna, let's end with you. Your thoughts, uh, your, your verse or characteristics of Jesus, it just helps you love your neighbor and gives you hope each day. Yeah, something that I have been really fascinated about Jesus with lately is how um, patient he is and how he never was in a rush to get to the next thing. That's something that I have always struggled with. I love quick things. I like being efficient. I like getting to the next thing as fast as I can. And, you know, he walked everywhere. He never ran. He had this amazing goal and like thing that God had set out before him, but he knew that it would happen in the right time. And so for me right now in this time of transition where right now I don't have a job yet, I'm still looking for one. I left BC to move back home uh, just on a leap of faith. Uh, it's easy for me to think, okay, what's the next thing? When can I get there? Um, but I'm trying to be intentional in that waiting of, okay, God, I want to be yielded and surrendered to your leading and your voice. And so in the way that Jesus walked in a way that he could be interrupted at any moment, I want to be able to not be in a rush to get to the next thing so that I won't miss somebody who might be right there in my path to be able to speak to. Um, and so that's something that I just think is so mesmerizing about him. I, I do not do that well and I'm trying to learn as best as I can, but yeah, definitely the way he walked with such patience. You sound like a typical Enneagram seven. I am. I, so. I was like, <laughs> so <laughs> I am a hardcore seven. <laughs> Mark, Kimberly, Dawn, Joanna, thank you so much for those thoughts. I think it's always important for women to speak hope and life and truth um, to, to the world, to wherever you are, to the people that are around you, your, your areas of influence, because it will encourage people who sometimes feel that they're alone or think that they're so out there with their thoughts. And by sharing, you kind of bring it home and it's so relatable. So thank you for your honesty and for your encouragement. Well, Anne, let's go to you. I can't wait to hear your devotional and how you're going to encourage us today from the good word. Yeah, quite incredible to think that this nation truly began as uh, explorers came across the seas uh, and Newfoundland, like it's just, they found land, right? Like they found these regions that, how is it that it's forget that like the whole country started there? We can't forget, right? We can't forget that, that the Confederation, like what you were talking about, Kimberly, everything's begun there. So of course, in my natural you know, fashion, as I've been doing from coast to coast, I started to look up the history of the crests and the coat of arms that was originally created for each province on the East Coast. And I found out that PEI, the crest, or the, it's like a motto that is on the crest, um, says the small under the protection of the great. That was the declaration all over that province was, yeah, we may be small, but we are under the protection of the great. And embedded in that, we've seen, as we've studied, you know, and, and, and kind of seen the history of Canada, um, there is this duality of the great is Europe, but the great is definitely refer referencing God. Nova Scotia, one defends and the other conquers. New Brunswick, it has restored hope 
and it was a haven of hope for people that were you know running away and wanting and wanting to be loyalists at those days so this is a place where people would know there was hope my goodness and newfoundland seek ye first the kingdom of god that's the motto that is what's under the the crest the whole nation was is actually founded upon Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And so then I went there and I went, what, what's going on here in this passage that we, you know, as Christians almost take for granted nowadays and, and spit it out. But it actually begins like the, the chunk of, and I can't get into it because we're so like crunched for time, but go back and read chapter six and talk about what are you worrying about? You're worrying about your, what you're going to eat. You're worrying about your clothes. You're worrying about how can you add any time to your life because you're worried. And my favorite in the passion translation is that does your heavenly father already know everything? <laughs> it's like, what? This is so wonderful. So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from him, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse to worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way. One day at a time, tomorrow will take care of itself. So this, this devotional is truly, let's live in the present because there's a lot of worry out there right now. There's nothing has changed. It's been hundreds and hundreds of years. Nothing's changed. There's so much worry still, but we're going to refuse to worry today. So my word for the Maritimes is like, let's defend today. Let's conquer today. Let's live out these mottos. Receive hope today and then give hope away today. It's all this like present tense, love today, because we may feel that we're small, yet we live under and need to operate under the protection of the almighty great God. And once we have that perspective that the creator of all is on our side, my gosh, we can overcome doubt, we can overcome hatred, we can overcome depression and fear and shame, because we're living in the presence in the act and living out that we are seeking first the kingdom of God and that kingdom is contagious. That's my word for you today. Woo! Amen. Preach it. I love that. I had no idea about the crest and, and what was being said on those over the provinces. So, and thank you so much. It was powerful and encouraging. I feel like, yes, go Maritimes, Newfoundland and Labrador. Do it. Amazing. Well, ladies, we have a little bit more time left to hear your last takeaway. And so here's a time for you to sort of share to young women and men around the world and we're listening and watching. What would you would be your encouragement today for them? Margaret, let's start with you. Your encouragement. Um, depend on God. Learn to trust him. Uh, let him lead you. Uh, he will lead you in the right paths. He'll lead you um, in the direction he wants you to go. And he'll equip you for whatever he has on his mind for you to do. And I guess we just have to learn that things happen in God's time and not ours. And he directs everything. So if we just learn to trust him and lean on him, then I think we've got it made. Awesome. Thank you, Mark, so much. And thank you so much for being on the show with us. Thank you. Kimberly, thank you. Uh, your last takeaway and encouragement uh, to us. Um, it's funny because what I wrote down um, just says love radically the way that Jesus did um, and pray for one another and remember that we're in this together. Um, I think oftentimes, especially because we're on the East Coast, when we're talking 
um, to everybody. It's not about one province. We are a nation under God, and we are in this together. If we love radically, love the way that Jesus did, trust, as Martin said, um, hold on to the hope um, that Anne mentioned, and keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Um, there's a song that I often um, quote, and something that I've been reminding myself of as I've gone through a difficult transition is, trust in Jesus because he's trustworthy. And um, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kimberly. Such a pastor's heart, so full of passion, and I love it. So thank you so much for being with us. Joanna, your last takeaway for us. Yeah, I would say my, I think my all-time favorite verse in the Bible is Psalm 910, and it says, those who know your name trust in you, for you have never forsaken those who seek you. And so I would say in this time, take Take it intentionally to, to learn more about who he is, to grow deeper in relationship with God and with Jesus, because the more you get to know him, the more you will trust him. And the more you seek him, the more he'll reveal and he'll never forsake you. And so even in that, take this time to also grow deeper in relationships with your friends and your family and, and really grow that connection. And, you know, we're all going through this together. And so trust Jesus, lean into your friends and family, and uh, just remember you're not alone. Yeah. Thank you, Joanna. And all the best to you as you're looking for a new job and you're coming home. I think there's some great adventures ahead for you. So thanks for being with us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Don, let's end with you. A takeaway for us today. Yeah, I, I just, I know because I'm walking it out that God has amazing, good and perfect plans for all of his kids. And when you're living out the call of God on your life, there's, there's nothing quite like it. But the caveat to that is you have to actually spend enough time with him. You have to speak to him. You have to be with him to actually hear what that call is. And so I guess the, the takeaway, the challenge is to grow deeper, like Joanna said, um, in your relationship with Jesus, because the plans he has for you will blow your mind if you are close enough to him to hear what they are and to um, have the faith and the trust to walk it out. It's, it's a pretty wild ride. Wow, Dawn, thank you so much. And all the best and prayers to you as you launch the helm and we'll cheer you on. And to all of you, to Mar, Kimberly, Joanna, Dawn, and Anne, thank you so much for your thoughts. It was, it was beautiful when you hear language like hospitable and home and seeking you know, God first and peaceful and just so much of the love that you know Eastern Canada Maritimes and Newfoundland and Labrador bring to Canada, the richness um, the faithfulness, the resilience, the strength that your land and people but yourselves bring. So I'm thrilled that we could bring your voices and amplify your voices to the rest of Canada and to the world. You're such an encouragement to us. So thank you and God bless all that you do and all the work that you do. So thanks for being with us here on See Here Love. And to you, our viewers and listeners, thank you so much for being with us. If you want to know more about the work that these amazing women are doing or more about them, please go to seeherelove.com for resources, blogs, and for past shows and for all other information. And also for Anne's devotionals are there as well. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel as well because there's tons of behind the scenes and fun content for you. And as you listen to these women talk about home and love of God and faithfulness, always, always remember as we end every show, that no matter how hopeless you feel, how depressed, how lonely, God sees you and knows you and know that you are seen, that you are heard, and you are deeply loved by God. From all of us here in Eastern Canada, we say we love you and goodbye.
Take care. See Here Love with Melinda Estabrooks is a production of Crossroads Christian Communications Incorporated, a member of the Canadian Council of Christian Charities. To support this program, please visit seeherelove.com and click the donate button or call 1-800-265-3100. And from me and the See Here Love team, thanks so much for your support.